Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. I used to think when I was a kid it was Ready, Steady. Ready, Steady, go. Uh, What's on your list? Yeah, that's what I'm just going for now. Okay, next. What did we have? The Lady with the Worm in the last episode. Um, do you want a show recommendation where people do die? Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, we did sure. one where no one dies. We just decided to launch into that. <laughs> Bad Sisters. Oh. Oh, I read about this. Yes, but I it seen is it yet. so good. What's it about? So... There's a group of sisters. One of them has a shit husband, and the other sisters are trying to work out how to kill him. I need to know who's in it. I don't know. Oh. Is it based on fact? Like, is it no, just, no, okay. no, no, no. Fictional. Just fictional dead okay. bodies. Yes, it's great. It's like, like it's like us in a podcast. It's oh, well. murder that will make you laugh, though. Oh, we've been watching. Uh, it's not a new series, but uh, it's called Luther. Oh, I love Luther. That's good. I've seen all oh, that's real. I didn't murdering. like him at first. Okay, here's what else uh, I've done. The colder side, left side of my body being colder. Here's the next item. They've all got little asterisks. Um, I don't understand nipple piercings. And I don't because <laughs> I get it. I just looked at Kirst like, what the, what the fuck? Where, well, where when are people we? get parts of their body pierced, pierced which is Fine, do it. It's decoration. Yes. The human, the sure. human body likes. The human likes to decorate. What? Hold body. on. Can I go back? What brought you to writing that down? I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> I can't remember. But but it, it just occurred to me for some reason. But why does it? I'm just guessing. Have either of you? Someone? Simon? No. Anyone here got their nipples pierced? I don't. No. 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 Okay. But I, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand piercings or makeup. Oh. I have I have a very odd way of, of, of oh, odd conception of the world. I I see people put attaching bits of metal to their head or wherever, and yes. I go, well, how do, how does that make you look better? No, but it's and, decoration. Humans like to decorate themselves. But, but I, I don't. I like humans for what they are. I, and oh, somebody putting metal in their sweet. ears, I go like big bangly hoops and things. I go, you, yeah, you've attached two you. bits of metal fit to your head. Yeah, but and when you put makeup on, you're painting your face. How does that make you look better? I like because raw. Natural, I like raw humans. Yes. Okay. Because diamonds can be put in them. Yeah, but oh, I don't. Diamonds. That's why we do it. Yeah. No, but then I'm just. If I went in for a, a smooch or something, I'm likely to get a scratch. Cop an earring to the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fair. Yeah. And diamonds hurt. Hang on a minute. <laughs> You've got a full beard and a moustache at the moment, and I you're have. complaining about somebody scratching you with something. Oh, well, it'll get softer as it grows. <laughs> oh, I but like I, it. I, I think it looks good. I, I, I went on holiday, and when and when I came back, I hadn't shaved, and everyone said that looks good, and it looks good with the hat. Look, hang on. Look at this. Here we go. <laughs> yes. Okay. I see. The, I see, see it. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I like see it. I've been told that's a that's a good look. That is a good look. Yes. The hat and the beard. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I like it. Yes. yes. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's so, 
That's, that's yes. why I haven't shaved. Just you look friendly. Like, if you were walking behind me on a dark street, I'd go, You'd be safe. Like, you're okay. Safe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but does it, so, I mean, so if it's for decoration, if it's a nipple, it's inside, it's covered, unless you're going to walk around with your, or you're only doing it for that moment where you're, like, in the bedroom and you're like, here's my pussy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Perhaps. So it's all for that moment. But then maybe. does it damage it? What happens when you, if you go to breastfeed? Does it, like, go off like know. a soaker hose? or <laughs> Come three different, yeah. Someone will know that listens. Someone okay. who listens will have one. Deadbodiespodcast right. at gmail.com. Thank Please. You. Just explain it. I'm not judging. No, it's fine if you want to have us. it. Just, just the inner workings of a nipple piercing. Yeah. yeah. Is it, or is it, does it feel? Does it make things feel? Because I think that's, isn't, is that why they do, why do they get them on there? What's it called on your knob? Why, why are you looking at, I don't <laughs> a know. Prince Albert. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I know that. That's another thing. Yeah. Idling and the Prince Albert. Yeah. yeah. Those things I know. Uh, yes. <laughs> it would hurt, like, both of those. The yeah. And I get the, that one. I thought Jesus. that might be, oh, I don't know, someone can, under, okay, um, next item, watching Succession. Oh, I'm not into it. Oh, I haven't what? watched it. I'm not into it. <gasps> I live for it, and I know I'm in my oh. last, I'm in, I'm halfway through season I watched the start three. of it, I'm not into it, <gasps> I felt like it was slow, and it's meant to be like a take on the Murdochs, right? Yeah. Yes. And I think maybe that's why I'm not into it. Oh. <sighs> Have you seen it, Simon? No, I haven't, no. It's not glorifying them. It's just... I know. I just couldn't get into it. Maybe it was because there's just too much talking. It's like Gilmore Girls. There's too oh. much talking. Oh, I, I hear that music and I go off. <laughs> it's so what? shit. I hate Gilmore it's Girls. Like, I hate it. Oh, it's on like double speed as yes, well. They're all just talking. No. I feel like it probably comes back to, I need the action of killing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we went to see Equalizer on Father's Day and and my stepmother was like, oh, this will be nice. I'm like, everyone's going to die, just so you know. I was like, everyone you see on screen, dead. That is not the main actor, (laughs) dead. They're dying, 100%. (laughs) Is that with, not, is it not Wesley Snipes? Who's the other one? Denzel. 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 Oh, I love Denzel. He's so cool. Everything he touched, every movie he's in, I'm like, yeah. So is there a new one? Yes, it's very good. Everyone dies. I love him. He's great. Did your mother-in-law like it? Um, my it was my stepmom. Stepmom. She step-mom, liked sorry. it. But how's this next next to us in the cinema? There's like a dad who's clearly out for Father's Day as well with like his eight year old daughter, and the very first oh, shot no. in the movie is like a man with a meat cleaver just straight in his head, <laughs> and I was like, what's happening with you two over there? Like, uh, yeah. And she, anyway, we were in gold class. She was just snacking on chicken nuggets. Didn't really seem to care. But I, I like the original series, the TV series with Edward Woodward. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Why are you looking oh. at me as though I'm a hundred years old, son? No. <laughs> No, because you're the only one who's close to my age. Jeez. What else is on your list? Uh, listen, oh, you won't let me mention other pods. Oh. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts because my radio listening's uh, diminished somewhat of recent. Right. Uh, listening to Smartless, that's quite nice. That's oh, it's I've a funny light that. one. Yeah, yep. Sean Hayes yep. from Will and Grace and um, Jason Bateman and mm. the other one. The other bloke. Uh, and there's one on Spotify that I love. He goes and fixes things heavyweight. Oh. Jonathan, he's funny and he... Okay. okay. You're not no. going for he that. He goes and fixes things. Like, are you... I don't understand. Is it like a renovation podcast? No, it's like... Um, um, uh, the, the last episode I listened to was a girl who, who, who just adored her uncle and he lived in another city. But he would come to town and the family would all go to, and breakfast is her favourite meal of the day, mm. and they would all go to breakfast and they'd ring her and go, oh, well, your uncle's in town. 
say hi to your uncle. And she'd go, are you guys at breakfast? And like she's, she'd say, it's only, it's 10 minutes from where I am. Why am I not invited? And she, there was a number of things where they hadn't all invited her and she was so hurt. And so Mm. this guy sort of helped them sort the whole thing out. Yeah, he goes back and sorts stuff out. Is there anything that you buy that you have to hide when you buy it? Yes, the um, <laughs> probiotics. They, <laughs> they Which are, ones? They're not cheap. They're like, I want one a day. No, I, I mean like that when you're embarrassed to buy from the supermarket. Oh, okay, because they're all getting stuck into them in the family. and Screw them. They can <laughs> get like, their own. <laughs> you're like, I'm not 100. Yes, oh. <laughs> as in like, As in like... I bought this and I don't want anyone to know I bought it. Yeah. I did it with a toaster and I'm very embarrassed because the toaster stopped working yes. and I went, that's it, I've had it with this fucking toaster and I'm buying another one and I went and I bought a top shelf. Right. A good Cuisinart, went straight in, wow. top level. And then I thought, I'll just have a little fiddle with the toaster and see if I can get, and the toaster's working again. So now I've got this nice brand. Nice one. Yeah, that Just arrived. put the nice one in. Well, well like the old one still, one. well, it works perfectly. You should just use the nice one. You just use it. Like it's you in just the go cupboard. get it out and you put your bread in there and you toast the nice I'm stuff. I'm embarrassed that I overreacted it because yes. I like toast and I didn't <laughs> want to be without toast that I went, that's it, I am buying another toaster yes. and I don't even care and now it's in the cupboard and it costs money and it's like I've wasted that bit of money. Why, what have you bought? No, I, had, I was just thinking that I had to go buy undies the other day and that's embarrassing, what? isn't it? I think Maybe about more. your black undies. Some you yeah. sent that photo of a pile of them. Or only black. Yeah. Hmm. Still only black. And still, even when I was carrying them, I was weird about it because I didn't want anyone to see me carrying my undies. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Everyone wears them. Don't be embarrassed. I know, about but them. it is strange, right? Because I went to Kmart and then I needed to get some, and then I didn't just I just didn't time it properly. I went and got the undies first, and then I went to look at other things. So I was like browsing the homewares while holding my, you know, five if you're of black shopping, undies. let's say you're in Priceline and you pick up a tiny item like a lipstick, yes, or an eyebrow pencil or something, yes. Do you then, and you're going to buy a couple of other things in the store? Do you make a great show of? <laughs> I'm carrying a small item that could be shoplifted. <laughs> oh, you're but worried look at it in my open hand. Yes, like you don't want to have a basket just for a pencil or a lipstick. Yeah, I make such a show of. Do you look at me, good citizen, carrying this tiny item? <laughs> really? That I could slip oh, no, into I my pocket, but that. I won't because I'm not a thief. And check your CCTV cameras. You'll I see it. Never left. I You'll see, see it in my hand. At stealing the... the other day. <gasps> yes. What do you do? I said you're stealing. <gasps> oh, you called them out. <laughs> they were young girls. Oh, naughty at, girls. They were young girls at what's that? Sephora. Ooh, I love Sephora. Yeah, and I just had to pop in to get. I I just needed one thing, mm-hmm. and I came around this corner and they died. Oh, you know, like they yeah. looked mortified, and oh. I went, "Oh, you're stealing." And they were like, no. no and they were like, their hands were weird. Oh. And I was like, you're a hundred. And I just laughed. And then I walked off. Because I thought that would have scared I them enough. I don't know what right? the item was. What I don't know. Mean? It was small though. That was, that's what made me think of it. Did you it carry it like that? Like yeah. a presenting? No. The, oh, what I was buying? Yeah. I was buying a moisturizer. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they, they had, they had small things in their hands. Mm. Yeah. And even when I carry in my, my Coles bags mm. 
if I can't fit everything in the basket, or if the basket has got too heavy and I think I want to even this up, I'll put like the three litre milk in the Coles bag. Oh. When I get to the self-serve checkouts, again, I make such a show of, <laughs> here I am taking the item out of my bag that I brought in with me, and here I am shaking the bag so that you can see, see. on your cameras nothing is that stolen. I have nothing have in you, it. Have you ever stolen anything in your life? I did accidentally when I was young, and I've never forgotten it. We used to go, going into the city was the most exciting thing in the world. Yes. Back when... Um, uh, Swanston Street was yes. cars could go up it and I'd gone there with a girlfriend we were about maybe 13 14 something like that yeah and there was a shop that had makeup and there was a little tiny pot like you would get a little pot of lip gloss in yes. but it was called an imbi love pot they oh. were a little purple pot this is in the probably this would be this late no the 70s and it was a white like a highlighter yeah um, for your eyes again big in the 70s and my friend was waiting outside the store and I went out because I, I realized when I went to pay for it it was two dollars oh. I realized I didn't have my purse with me my friend yes. had it outside I walked out of the shop with the yes. Imbi love pot yes. in my hand mm. to say I need the money to pay for this and when I was outside I thought scared. Oh, I've got it and I've left the store and I don't oh. need to pay two dollars for it now. Yeah, and done. we just walked, and I stole it. And to this day, I feel so guilty. See, sometimes when we do self checkout, Nico just he'll put the tomatoes on, and then he just presses any tomato. No, and then they're watching him. Did he you know? Says, <laughs> he says, "I'm not trained how to use this machine." <laughs> I like that. Right? That He's valid. like, they have not trained me. I have done no course on how to use this machine. Right. So if this is going in as, as that tomato, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, but he might, okay. he might be clicking the more expensive It makes me nervous. Exactly. I have to yeah. leave. I have to leave. Yeah. It makes me nervous. But I think if you're going to do that, the level of thought that goes into cheating the system yes. to get something at seven cents at a a kilo cheaper. Yes. You have to know all the prices to know which one's the cheapest one. It's too much work. Actually, I have been stealing drinks from work, mm-hmm. but I'm okay. open about it. Right. So my issue happened when the vending machine stopped working mm-hmm. at work. And it was really pissing me off, right? Because we're in an area in Melbourne when there is, there's nothing yeah. around. My, there's no convenience store across the street. Anyway, so it was doing that fucking thing where it was vending the drink and then the drink was just going up and down no. and not coming out no. the thing. No. So you would just stand there like a fucking being held ransom by this vending machine. What do you do, bang it? And it's just going, here's a drink. And not, and, right? And it, it just kept happening. And I would come down without a drink and I would openly lose it in the newsroom being like that fucking vending machine, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, then I realized that there's a football show that happens at our network and they have their own fridge and it has all the drinks in it. And so I decided that if this network was not going to provide a sufficient vending machine where I could purchase drinks, I'm going to go steal them. So then it just started becoming a thing where I would go, I'm going to the boardroom to get drinks. Does anyone want anything? And I would just go up there and take them. And then it got – and then – like I'm meant to be covering state politics and this is what I'm doing. But anyway, and then I wrote an email to to building management <laughs> to complain about the vending yes. machine. Yes. Because I said, it is it never works. 
Why does it never work? I don't think, and though, that because an independent contractor's <gasps> vending machine well, can has I let you, you down, that you can then steal from another person. Well, technically, I'm giving to the company. Mm. I'm not all take. How are we, what are you giving my, them? My work. Yeah. My oh. Work. Every no, day. I think that's fine. Yeah. And so then, the, do you know what, though? I thought I was being real first world problems when I was writing about this vending machine. <laughs> I got an email back no. from the building manager. Yes. He was like, absolutely, Chanel, I have noticed that the vending machine has not been up to standard. We are absolutely on this. We will get it rectified as soon as possible. And I was like, oh, shit, they took that really seriously. Good. And then... About two weeks later, a brand new vending machine arrived, and I was very excited by it, used it, worked like a dream, and then I got another email from the building manager saying, hello, Chanel, I hope you would have noticed that the building has a new vending machine. (laughs) Then he said, it's a slightly different drink selection to what the previous one have. Please let me know if any of your favourites are missing, and we'll get them added. Wow. Yes. You're a Karen. I know. I'd like to speak but, to the vending machine yeah. manager, please. <laughs> yes, manager but it's paid machine. off. But it's paid off. It has. Hasn't it? Yes. It used to piss me off when I couldn't go up there and get a drink. I'm a little bit worried about what conversation they had in that office. That would have been like, got an email from Shana. And if any of your favourites were missing, would you then double back? Would you go, yeah, yeah actually? I would tell them. I, I actually, is, I actually would, but they were all there because okay. I was. It was fine. It wasn't an issue. And I replied. I said, "No, I, I'm all good. I'm very happy with the new vending machine." That's good. Is this this is wild? Us being back here. Oh no, here we People are doing just it. Just listen to vending machines <laughs> well, for sixteen minutes. Okay, so I'm so sorry. No, sorry, not. I didn't even. That no, wasn't on not. the banter list to tell that story. I didn't even mean that. It just came from my brain. We love banter. <sighs> um, I my pool guy. Oh. Is a savant. What's that? Well, there, there's an awful expression, and I'm not calling him this, just in, on the odd chance that he listens, and I don't think he does. Um, there's an expression, idiot savant. And oh. think of the movie Rain Man. Yeah. Where he appeared to be simple in some respects. Yeah. But. That's a great job. But with other cleaning. things, knew all the facts and figures. And do you remember the point where he, um, he said he knew all the airlines, the yes. safety records, and yes. Qantas got a mention, and everyone in Australia went, yeah, yeah. I think that's great. Oh, hasn't mm. that gone to shit? Yeah, wow. Um, so <laughs> they're, they're usually people that are lacking maybe in some areas or they sure. can be on the spectrum. Right. Um, but they are also genius at other things. So my pool guy, and I didn't know this at first, so I used yes. to think, look, I'm not sure how to deal with this Interact pool guy. Is it? Yeah, but then when I spoke to his boss, I went, ah, okay, all right, gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So he sees stuff. Apparently he's the most brilliant pool guy in the country because he kind of sees – when you go down, it's so underneath our house is where all the pipes are for Mm. the pool and the spa because that's sort of plumbed in and everything. Um, It's a mess of pipes. It's like when when on on a cartoon in America where they have the highways and the freeways and there's just lines going everywhere. It's like that, but pipes, there's water, there's things, there's valves and stuff. But he looks at it and just goes, okay, that needs to be – so anyway, bottom line, the spa wasn't working. We had all these different things had to happen. The heater had to be fixed. The heater guy had to come. The electrician had to come. Everyone came. Everything was working. The spa still wasn't coming on. Right. So they went, we are going to send him to you. And I won't use yeah. his name, but he's, he's lovely. Uh, so they sent him and he's gone and got it working. So then I said, can you just show me how to turn it on properly? Because we haven't used it in years because it wasn't working. So he comes into the kitchen 
and he said, oh, I'll just set the temperature. And I said, look, probably, and I don't know what the ideal spa temperature is, but I said, I've got a feeling we're on 36. Wow. So that's like, cooking. That's, seems that's hot. like that's boiling. Isn't yeah, it? it's just steaming. <laughs> uh, okay. You're stewing. Well, he, he, he pumped it up a bit then. I what? said, no, look, we, let's take it down a bit. We'll probably, I think we ended up at we'll maybe 34. Into 40 degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, this shit. is what he said. He said it won't actually go any higher than 40. Ah. Which he's... Because people when, die, right? Exactly. Yes. This is a story I am calling boiled to death. Oh. <gasps> but it's not what you think it is. I just that was just a way of getting into the story. Because sometimes you know when you're in the shower for too long and then you're like, oh, I'm dehydrated. Yes. And you kind of come out and you're, you're not okay. Because your body can't cool down. Yeah. It's, it's that dizzy. stops your brain yeah. from cooling down. The blood. Yeah. Okay. So all spas or hot tubs, as some people call them, the highest temperature they can be set is is forty. Right. Or 104 if you use Fahrenheit wherever you are. Um, and that became law in most countries in 1980. If you are in water hotter than 41 <laughs> degrees, why is this funny? It's not funny. Yes. Spas <laughs> are so awkward for me. Because <laughs> what do you do in them after you've sat there? <laughs> you just lay there. And there's always that weird moment, right? Where you're like, you put your arms up. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, it's like you're doing a ninja pose. And your body starts sinking lower. And then you're like, huh? And so like, you try to get up. And then you sit there for a bit longer. But then your shoulders get cold, right? Because yeah. they're out. So then you're trying to slouch. Yeah, yeah slouch. Then your face is getting red. And then, are you, who are you in there with? Well, the family. Whoever the family. Right, it's a family. So you're all in there, and then how long do you stay in there? What is that? And then getting out, you're like a new, like a newborn elephant, right? (laughs) Trying to get out. And you're like slipping, and you're scared because they're very high. They're very high, so you don't want to slip when you, I just find it so awkward. The whole experience is awkward for me. But it's for the relaxation of it. It's not relaxing. Yeah, because I'm it's so not. cold. But there's surely that appeals to you. I think to myself, when it's freezing cold, I think, oh, that would be nice to have. The, although I've become a terrible tired ass because gas is so expensive. It's so expensive. And even when he was testing it the other day, I said, <laughs> okay, can you switch that off again now? Because <laughs> And someone had accidentally set it so that the pool was heating. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. I said, we cannot afford, we can't yes. afford to heat the pool, please. Yes. So if anyone wants it, they know. I'm watching them like a hawk. If they want to have a spa, it will be like heat it and that's it. Turn it off. So how heat long? Tax. You, yeah, yeah. I'll say you need we to haven't pay the had heat tax. Yeah. You need people to pay the heat tax to you. I reckon. I reckon. I don't know what it would be worth. Twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty yeah, bucks. That's I think cool twenty about. bucks is enough. But hold on. How long are you spending in the spa? Well, we haven't had one yet since it got fixed. Mm. You're just going to be in there with a timer fixed. going in your mind, going the dollars are just turning. Over yeah. I'm sitting in here. Anyway, I find the whole thing awkward. Uh, so, boiling to death. There is a story coming up, but I just, I, I actually Googled death by boiling, and they did used to do this back in the 1500s. They would load a prisoner into a cauldron and boil them. So they would either use water or oil or tallow, which is animal oh. fat all melted. Oh. Um, in 1532, there was a man called Richard Roos. He was a cook, and he was accused of poisoning a family. It's a poisoning theme it running is. through my stories of yes. less. Uh, and there's a reason for that, and that will come up in a future episode. Um, he said he'd been given this powder, and it was meant to be a joke. Ha, 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 I just thought I'd poison them for a joke, said this guy. Oh. And they sentenced him, because I believe it was a sentence for specifically for if you'd poison someone. don't know why. He was hung from chains, lowered in and out of boiling water until he died, and it took about two hours. And a newspaper at the time wrote, he... Hang on, where are we? We're in England. 
Here it comes. Think of it I'm just, just when you look for yeah, the location. A raw, mighty loud, and women who were big with child did feel sick at the sight of what they saw. Are you strangers in another territory? What's happening? And were carried away. Half dead. <laughs> what is happening? What's that? happening? You need someone to you need someone to do it for and you, so then you get back in. Other the men <laughs> and women did not. Oh no! Did not seem frightened by the boiling alive. Hints <laughs> <laughs> of Indian. Yeah, I don't know. What is happening? But Just do a normal. To see the Edsman. At his work. It's like a drunk sailor. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you were going right. for? Okay, so it's a horrible way to die. Let's just accept that. All right, here we go. July 2011. This is awful, this story. Chantal Levine was 38 years old. She lived in Quebec in Canada, which suggests that there may be a French accent coming at one point or not. Chantal was into New Age therapies, spirituality, organic farming, alternative medicine, all of those things. And she'd been to a lot of workshops with the same group of people for about four years. It was led by a woman named Gabrielle Frechette. Now, Gabrielle was channeling the spirit of a mythical character, Melchizedek. <laughs> Red flag. What do you mean? Just, just a yes. red flag on yes. channeling the spirit of a mythical... Yes. <laughs> Melchizedek. To act as a guide for the group. So I googled Melchizedek, oh. and it says that in the Bible, Melchizedek Zedek, is the king of righteousness. He brings out bread and wine and then blesses folks, folks right. which is pretty much what a waiter does, really. Anyway, she's channeling that. Okay. Uh, Gabrielle ran workshops, and she did some private consultations, but she went bankrupt. What a surprise. <laughs> she, she then rented different places to keep running her business, and she was charging people money to train as trainers themselves. Yes, Janet. <laughs> Get the <Isabel>. bell. <laughs> just, your French accent is actually quite good. Yes. But it's killing me the way you're saying Gabrielle <laughs> every time. <laughs> It's the only word. Yeah. <laughs> the double L you're doing. Uh, Chantal Levine uh, joined, in, not related to Avril, joined in a wide range of the group's activities. Occasionally she would ask questions. So it did seem to me that she might have been a little bit sceptical. But despite that, she kept doing it. She inc- actually increased the number of workshops, Gabrielle's workshops that she attended. That's for you, Chantal. Thank you. Gabrielle told her that it uh, told uh, Chantal that it was her destiny to endure tragic events unless she completed her training. In other words, she was saying, you must finish your training or you're going to have tragic events happen to you. So, you know, that obviously the way Chantal was thinking, she thought, oh, I better keep doing it then. And apparently this Gabrielle was saying this to the other people in the workshop as well trying to get them to register for more workshops, so mm. don't like the sound of her much. Uh, Chantal had racked up $40,000 in credit card debt for these training sessions. So in July 2011, her family were going camping. She said rather than go with them, she was going to do a workshop over several days. So 
um, she actually told her husband before this workshop that she believed that something tragic would happen to them if she didn't go and do the workshop. On July the 29th, 2011, she turned up at the Mourir en conscience, which is translates... Is anyone in France or Quebec listening and going, that is not how you say it? Uh, dying in Consciousness was the name. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, workshop, and it was held in a rented farmhouse. The information online said it offered energy care, massage, plant therapy, training in harvesting wild plants including drying, storage and consumption. It's covering quite a wide range of Mm. things, isn't it? It was a hot summer's day and it was hot inside the farmhouse. They gathered in an upstairs room and the people taking part were told to lie down on the floor. They were covered in dirt that was brought in from outside. Then despite the heat, they were each covered with blankets and plastic and their heads were put into a cardboard box. Oh. I guess one box per head. Yes. Seems logical. You seem to know a lot about it. Sorry. <laughs> Gabrielle, with her assistants, Jeanette Duclos and Gerald Fontaine. I'm approving. I like it. There's no comments from us. That's as you were. Play on. Then led the group in breathing exercises. They were actually trying to provoke the people who were, think of how that be, stinking hot room, upstairs is always hotter, yeah. Yes. covered in a layer of mud and dirt, and then plastic, plastic and blankets, a box over your head and they are now trying to make them breathe in a way that makes them hyperventilate. Oh. So Chantal and eight other people spent, how, how long would you last like that? I would hate that immediately. I think it's so claustrophobic, so I would ha- yeah. Yeah. I- Give me a time. Ten seconds, if that. Yeah. Straight away, yeah. I reckon yeah, when the I'd box like, went on my head, yeah. I'd be like, no, can't Bail. do it. Yeah, yeah, same. They ate Chantal and eight others lasted between five and nine hours what? in that position. No water, no food. Three of them pulled out. Eventually, Gabrielle stopped the session because one of the participants was feeling faint. In fact, this particular woman was in such bad shape that Gabrielle called an ambulance. When the paramedics arrived, they remarked on how hot it was in the room and how humid. They saw sleeping bags on the floor, blankets, tarps and cardboard boxes. Everything was covered in dirt. There was also vomit and feces. So oh. they'd thrown up. They'd shat themselves. It just a mess. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> you said the word shat. Sorry. <laughs> it's a French word, isn't Sorry. it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had uh, shatted all over the floor. <laughs> Sorry. So the paramedics. Please, decorum girls. Sorry. The paramedics called the police. Now, at that point, Chantal's blood oxygen was very low and she was breathing really rapidly and her pupils by now were not responding to light stimulation. So, Paramedics, what a job. Yeah. I know. They're incredible. Unbelievable. Mm. Like, you know, when we were literally just talking before about how sometimes it would be nice to just do a task-orientated job where you come in and you go meeting at 10, write this up at 11, blah, 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 home by 5. They are just walking into a shit show. Yeah. yeah. First on scene to yeah. this. But it's, they're good too, so I won't 
put too fine a thing on this, but a member of my family who's prone to calling ambulances yes. called one recently and sure. they just cut through the bullshit. They're yeah, so, they yes. straight away rang someone else in the family and said, here's what we think's actually happening. They, so they did that when I had to call an ambulance during lockdowns mm. for Nick Oak. Um, thought he was having a heart attack, he was having an anxiety attack, and mm. they did that whole thing where they split us up. She was like, this is what I think is going on with him. Mm. And I was like, okay, all right. And they're Nick just Craig. like, they're so great, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They've seen just everything. Just walking into people's houses, don't know what's going to happen to them. Yeah. Anyway. So, sorry. yeah, they've walked into this mess. They called the police because they could see something wrong had happened. So, Chantel, her eyes are not, her pupils are not responding. She's breathing really rapidly. Her blood oxygen's very low. She's taken to hospital. A doctor determined that she was suffering from severe dehydration and shock. Her organs had been deprived of oxygen for a significant amount of time. She was given fluid replacement through her bone marrow. So generally they'll do it with an IV. She was so severely dehydrated, and this is usually only done as an absolute last resort. They had to put the fluid directly to her bone marrow. Um, she was then transferred to a larger hospital, but sadly she died after some time. Now, the coroner's report concluded that Chantel had died from hyperthermia. Not hyper, Hyperthermia is when you're out in the cold, isn't it? Yes. Hyperthermia is when you've been overheated and multiple organ dysfunction. The mud wrap detox had raised her body temperature to 40.5 wow. degrees. Wow. Kirsten, you'll know from your little ones. What's the temperature they're meant to be? Uh, well, <laughs> they are definitely not meant to be 40.5. I feel like it's 30, 36 is good, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think it's 36.5. We've we got a fancy thermometer, sorry, but it just it tells me everything. So it, it's like a little oh, doctor's one and oh. you stick it in the ear and it will come up green if it's all good. good. Yellow if it's like, oh, you borderline. And red if it's like, get some Panadol into that child. Right. That's a good idea. It's so good. Often when you're doing the baby's temperature, you're, you're panicked anyway. Yeah. So yeah. we had one that was like a little, you know, you pop it like a straw type situation. You put it in the child's mouth, which was always tricky because you've got to get them, oh. keep it under their tongue for a bit. And it would go beep, beep, and it was done. But we had actually, well, I had made one of those, what are those things where you can print out a label? You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it had 36.5. Yes. See how I know all the words? And Idle, Dymo. <laughs> What's the other one you had? Um, Letraset? No, that was when you... What did I say? I already forgotten. Damn it. There was another good one. Don't anyway. Know. Um, we had actually written above 37... Worry. Yeah, panic. <laughs> yes. Panic. So we knew. Yes. <laughs> if I'm not home, Kieran, worry. If it gets above 37, let me know. Let the doctors know. Um, so she was at 40.5. So that's well above what you meant to be. The coroner said it was similar to being cooked alive. Another of the participants, the one I think who they originally called the ambulance for, was also taken to hospital but eventually recovered. Um, it was a year before charges were laid, so Gabrielle Frechette and her trainees, Jeanette and Gerald, pleaded not guilty to charges of criminal negligence causing death because I think in the court case they had to, part of it was, did they actually mean to do that or were their spiritual beliefs led them to do something that was dangerous? So I think they... Um, that prosecuted along the lines that it was accidental. Um, the defendants were saying that the participants were free to quit at any time, which I think is not a good argument because if they were mm. unconscious... They yeah. Um, and, and did they mean to kill her? We don't know. But um, So they had to sort of focus on the fact that as a provider of a service, 
did Chantal do enough to, sorry, did Gabrielle do enough to ensure the safety of the participants? So all three of them were found guilty. Uh, the judge said they showed a wild and reckless lack of concern with regard to the life and safety of victims. And Gabrielle was sentenced to three years jail. The two assistants each got two years. They appealed, but they lost that. Now, the owner of the farmhouse where it took place, and I thought you might like this, Chanel, is yes. a member of the media. Oh. Who did troublesome media. Who did they always, know? Know what? That it was happening? Well, I don't think they did, no. So the person oh. who owned the farmhouse who had rented it to her... Oh, okay, right. So they went there. ...wouldn't comment because she feared that media reports would channel bad energy to the home. Oh. The media reports were doing that. Yes. Not the lunatic who just... I'd be talking. ...tried to cook some that humans. was like, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> the shit that's weird. Come look. Yeah. yeah. Come look <laughs> at what happened there. up there. And one neighbour said her husband had heard screaming from the home in the past, and he described them as a bunch of sickos. Oh. Can't do that with an accent. Yeah, so there you are. Can wow, be overheating. Alive. But you say like so that she was at forty point five, mm. and you can still have a spa at forty degrees. Yeah, like, yeah. That seems but dangerously close. But if the spa is at forty, does your body get yeah. to forty? I think if you well. Ah, according to my Google, Simon raises a good point. Being in Into water, the mic, Simon. being in water hotter than forty-one can cause you to have a stroke. Apparently, I, I was just saying in a spa, you also don't have a box over your head. Yes, yes. correct. Yeah. Your head is a great way for heat to escape. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the body parts similar because you normally we sweat to yeah. cool down. But yeah, you're right. If your head's covered, because you lose heat through the top of your head, don't you? But even so, I, I in do. a spa, <laughs> you have a nice hat over no there. No insulation. You can put that on. So there you are. Kirsten's got some feedback. Well, on that, boiling alive, and I never knew if this was true or not, but I heard a story around the bushfires. Oh, my God. Do you know this story? No, but it sounds so made up at this point. I don't know if this is true, but I heard (laughs) from a friend of a friend on Facebook. This is how it came about. (laughs) So I I feel like I was at school, and so it went around the schoolyard. This is why I don't know it's true. But it was around bushfires. yes. And I don't know, I don't think this happened, but the story was <laughs> that this family were escaping, the, like, the fires yeah. in their home, and the dad got the kids, and they had a water tank. Yes. And he put them in the water. He was like, let's oh, get into the don't. tank. Yes. Because so, we won't get, you know, we won't catch, catch fire. We'll yeah. in the tank. But obviously the fire created, like, it was like a boiling pot on a stove. So boiled. And they boiled alive. That's it what I heard be. at school, but I don't know yes. if that ever happened. I actually reckon that could be true because yeah. the radiant heat of a bushfire is very, very hot. The it's radiant thousands. heat often kills yep. you before the actual fire reaches you. Yep. So they wouldn't have, have had to be near the fire for that water to boil. No. Like, but I never heard about it anywhere else, and I always think about it. It's just something I never it's knew conceivable. if that happened or not. A friend of mine was a photographer who had to go in, into a bushfire zone after some... Well, we do have a lot of bushfires here in Australia, but um, and told me that in, in most cases yes. they weren't finding bodies. What they were finding was like a shadow on the ground, oh. which was just the ash, but in the shape of a body. Disintegrated. Yeah, oh. literally disintegrated. Because even when a body is cremated, there's still remains, there's still bones and bits yes. and pieces that they just nothing. grind, just nothing left. Mm. Yep. Mm. Do you have some feedback? Oh, oh yes. If we've got time, should we? Yeah. Got, yes. Got one. You check the time. Oh, gee. 38. I reckon. 
No, I'll save it. I reckon we'll save it. We'll save oh, it. want to start the next look. episode with feedback? Done. I feel like you need, Kirsten needs a starring role. <laughs> okay. Please. Yes, let's do that. Let's make in the next episode, Kirsten has to do it all What's by happening? herself. You no want to stay silent. Yep. That's awful. I've got it. one piece of feedback to read. It's going to be the shortest episode ever. It'll be two minutes it's all you. with the intro. It's totally all you, I love it. Oh. I'm finishing I reckon it. you can just go there. Yeah, oh, just, no, I'm, I'm, am I doing I'm bookending these podcasts? <laughs> just, just, uh, the episode is finished. Thank you again for your time. Loved having you. We'll Thank see you, you in a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's very formal. Thank Whatever, you for that's your time. it. It's finished. Done. You're welcome. It's over. <laughs> Tony, tell them where to write to us. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vela and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.